Thank you for tuning in to the Leadership Podcast with Brent Gove. In the next 30 minutes, our goal is that you would be inspired to think outside of the box of typical real estate and replace the hamster wheel with jet fuel. Now, here's our host, Brent Gove. Today's podcast is called Enthusiasm. I love the old Winston Churchill quote, success is the ability to go from failure to failure with as much enthusiasm as possible until you reach your intended objective. I absolutely love that. Your intended goal. I love it. Zig Ziglar says this, the key to success lies hidden in the last four letters of the word enthusiasm. I am sold myself. Love it. Have you ever seen someone come back from Hawaii or maybe Italy, maybe a, a really great movie they saw, a restaurant, um, you know, or maybe they heard a certain speaker and, and they're so excited. They're so motivated. They're like, you absolutely have to go see this movie or hear this speaker, this TED talk, or, or go to this restaurant, this Italian seafood steakhouse restaurant on the ocean. It's amazing. And the candlelight and the setting and the, you know, and of course you're like, yeah, I think I do need to go there. And what sells you on it is their enthusiasm, their unbridled faith and excitement about what they're doing. You want to harness the power of raw enthusiasm. If people aren't responding to you, it's because you're boring. You're not enthusiastic. And, and it reminds me of the Charlie Brown Christmas uh, movie where Charlie and Lucy and Snoopy and Lionel, they're all talking to each other and you read the subtitles. But when the parents talk, you literally can't hear anything they're saying and you read the subtitles and it's just a bunch of asterisks and exclamation marks and, you know, parentheses. Because it really doesn't matter what the parents are saying. The parents are joy killers, right? The parents are telling them to go to bed, to come in from outside and get ready for dinner. And 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 to kids, they're... they're it just doesn't matter. The parents are boring. The kids are excited. I mean, they get Snoopy flying around on his doghouse and all the, you know, Halloween, uh, you know, all the fun things the kids are into. So again, you got to be excited about what you're doing. Um, genuine enthusiasm makes up for a host of errors. You can't say the wrong thing to the right person if you're excited. They will respond. Even if you make some mistakes, they're going to respond. They're like, Man, I don't know what this guy's talking about or what this gal is talking about, but they sure are excited. And I'm not talking about goofy, goofy over the top. I mean, I'm exaggerating some things here for you to understand it, but I mean some real conviction, some fire in your belly, a smile on your face. It will go a mile. I, I love this. Attitude will put you out of the pit of despair. Let me say that again. Attitude will pull you out of the pit of despair. The valley of the shadow of death. I mean, I've heard it said this way before. Attitude determines your altitude. Some of you don't like the heights of your current success. In other words, you don't like your altitude. So check your attitude. I mean, I've heard it said this way before. Enthusiasm and attitudes are contagious. Is yours worth catching? Take inventory of your own life. You know, do you need to make some course corrections? Um, how do you do that? How do you make course corrections? 
Well, let me put it to you this way. You are a product of the books you read, the podcasts you listen to, the webinars you watch, the events you attend, and the people you hang out with, you associate with. Do you really deserve to make $500,000 a year, a million dollars a year? Some of you are so frustrated that you're not making, doing better than you are, you know? Do you really believe you, you, you should be making that kind of money and have that kind of a business to make uh, $500, $750, a million, $5 million, $10, 50000000 million a year? Really? Seriously? Some of you are like, yeah, I, I believe it. Well, then I have a question for you. Then why do you read People Magazine watch The Walking Dead, and hang out with people who pull you down. You must be intentional and purposeful about these things, about reading great books, about listening to great podcasts, about watching great webinars, about attending great real estate events and life events like Tony Robbins and John Maxwell and... um. And uh, Grant Cardone, you know, whether you like Grant Cardone or not, he has some amazing speakers at your uh, at his events that will so inspire you uh, about, you know, you need to be intentional and purposeful about hiring a coach, getting the right mentor, deciding who's inner cir- who will enter your inner circle or whose inner circle will you enter? Who, uh, who are the people, if you could hang out with anyone, who would you hang out with? Well, I'd hang out with Richard Branson. I'd hang out with Simon Sinek. I'd hang out with Tony Robbins. I'd hang out with, you know, XYZ person. Okay, what are you doing to make that happen? You mean I could do that? I could hang out with Tony Robbins? Yeah. Join Platinum. You'll be traveling with Tony Robbins all over the world. Uh, I could uh, hang out with Grant Cardone. Yeah. Join his coaching program and get get in his masterminds. Uh, I literally called a friend of mine before I did this podcast and he was literally talking to Grant Cardone on the phone. Like, he and Grant Cardone. And and again, you can make a decision to hang out with some pretty powerful people. But the reason you're not is because you haven't been intentional and you haven't been purposeful. I love to win. Ask your buyers and your sellers why they chose you. You know, don't just, hey, they work with me. Say, by the way, why did you choose me? And then they'll tell you stuff that'll surprise you. You were on time. You were smiling. You were the first agent to get back with us. You constantly answer us quickly with a text message or a call or email. In fact, you're the first agent that ever asked us how we like to be communicated to. And we like to be communicated to via email. And so you emailed us. Um, other agents just text us relentlessly. I personally happen to be a texter. But because I like to text, does other people like... They like to a personal phone call or they like to a voicemail or an email or an IM instant message. So you have to ask people how they like to be communicated to and then communicate to them and their style, not your style. And so and, and so find out why people chose you. And then also, I hate to lose. I love to win, but I hate to lose. So again, ask why. When you don't get that listing or when that buyer ends up buying a house through a REMAX agent or a Coldwell Banker agent or some other independent or some other broker, why didn't they go with you and just say, hey, just so I could learn this how to provide for my family, what made you choose to list with Coldwell Banker? Why did you go with Sotheby's? What made you choose that REMAX agent? And they will tell you. They will absolutely tell you. In fact, I call, do, I call this doing a forensic audit of your wins and a forensic audit of your losses. And you can learn from both. And pretty soon you'll do more of what does than what doesn't. 
you, you end up doing more winning moves. Uh, let me tell you the story of Steve. Now, this is a great one. Um, and, and this was a great forensic audit I did. I went on a listing appointment and I nailed the listing appointment. I did really well. It was a solid B plus, A minus. Left their film pretty good with it. They'll list with me. But I just wasn't super hungry when I went. It wasn't a super expensive home at all. It was like a $300,000 home. But I get them all the time. And I called them back and said, hey, you ready to get your home on the market? And they said, yeah, about that. We've uh, we've chosen another agent from another brokerage. It was some independent brokerage. Uh, and it wasn't even a big franchise. And I'm like, wow, really? And I said, well, no problem. I'm, I mean, I'm thrilled for you guys. Obviously, if you feel he's going to get the job done for you, I, I couldn't support that more. Hopefully, I'll bring a buyer for that listing. I will keep you front and center, and I'll help promote it. Um, just thanks for the opportunity to come over. And they go, well, if it makes you feel better, you are our second choice. And what you didn't know, because you didn't ask, was we interviewed five different agents and brokers from five different brokerages, and you were second place. Well, let me ask you a question. Aren't you glad that your wife chose you and you weren't second place? <laughs> or your husband chose you and you weren't his second place? We all want to be first, to be the first pick. And so I asked them, I said, what made you, first of all, who was this agent? And they told, they, well, no, I, I said, what made you chose that agent over me? And they said, well, man, you all, everybody came and they had their laptops and they had their, their, their presentation folders with the glossy paper and the, you know, all this. And, and they go, um, you came over and you really spoke to us and you did a really great job. In fact, we actually talked about which one of you to go with. But we ultimately chose Steve because he was so excited. He had so much enthusiasm. He just said, you know, give me a chance. You say jump, I say how high. He goes, I'll give my right arm for this listing. Nobody will work harder than me, I can assure you. I will talk to every top agent in town. I will market this listing on Facebook and Craigslist and hundreds of websites. You give me a chance and I will sell this house and I will sell it at the highest possible price. And they thought about it and they said, I was, I was enthusiastic, but not quite like that. And I said, really, what brokerage was he from? And they said the brokerage ended up being a friend of mine who had gotten into real estate 20 years ago. I taught him how to work with buyers, how to do listing presentations. I convinced him to leave a full-time job as a manager of Gold's Gym with healthcare benefits. And back then it was like 88,000 a year with benefits. And he was really excited about going places with Gold's Gym. And I said, buddy, I go, you'll have months where you'll make that in a month. Your sales skills are so strong. I'm telling you, you need to get your real estate license. Dabble in it if you want, but I'm telling you, you'll have, you'll 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 make five hundred to a million dollars a year in real estate with your drive and ability and people skills. And so I ended up getting beat by him. So guess what I did on the next ten listing appointments? I told him how excited I was to have their listing. How they say jump, I said how high. I told him I give my right arm to have the listing, and that nobody would work harder than I would, and I would market on Facebook and Craigslist and hundreds of websites, and and. And um, it was awesome. And I got listing after listing after listing after listing because enthusiasm with conviction. And, and you know, I didn't, didn't copy them. I made sure I did all those things, right? And I ended up learning a valuable lesson by losing. Learning by losing. Because you don't just lose and walk off. God, I got beat by a Coldwell Banker agent. A Century 21 agent. I can't even believe it. 
Um, did you learn from it? Well, no, I didn't learn. I'm not sure why they didn't pick me. You need to ask why. Tell them this is how you make their live, living. You won't be offended. You'd be so grateful if you could tell them why they chose that other agent. And then also be brave enough to say, was there any reason besides that that you didn't choose me? Yeah, you were late. You were five minutes late. You'd be surprised. You may have lost a listing because you were five minutes late. Now, to you, being five minutes late is being on time. I mean, geez, what's the big deal? Five minutes. Well, after you get enough people telling you we chose the other agent because they were punctual, they were on time, you were late, we felt that would reflect on you and who you are and how you would handle our home. It's like, mm, I don't think I'll be late anymore. I'll get there early, I'll make some calls, I'll pull up, and I'll walk up to the front door at exactly the time I'm supposed to be there. And so this is how you learn. This is how you grow. You grow. So how do you show up to your listing appointments? How do you show up to open houses? How do you show up when you talk to agents about joining EXP, about listing agents, listing homes, listing agents, open houses? You know, when you call people and follow up, how are you showing up? In other words, what do you expect? Um, I've met agents over the years who says, well, I'm going to go show homes this weekend and probably show them property for the next two, three, four months. And they'll end up probably likely buying from a builder and I won't even get paid. And they'll just use me and write the offer through their friend back in the Bay Area or another part of the of the state. And I'll just get used. And guess what? That's what happens to those people. They're speaking forth what they don't want. And so, you know, what do you expect? You know, again, amateurs listen to themselves. Pros talk to themselves. I'm going to show property. They're going to find a home and get excited. I'm going to write an offer and I'm going to win. We're going to open escrow Monday morning. This is what's going to happen. I mean, it's like in basketball, nothing but net, right? It's if you think you're going to brick, you probably, you, I'd, I'd rather have the thought nothing but net than, oh no, and off it goes and you brick it, right? Putting the same many golfers out there. If you think I'm going to miss this, I watched a PGA Pro putter shake on a four-foot putt to win a tournament, and it shook. I was watching it shake. He couldn't calm down. He's probably thinking, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. And sure enough, he missed the putt and lost the tournament. So what do you think when you're on that listing appointment? What do you think when you're talking to an agent or broker? Well, they probably won't be interested. So again, you got to talk to yourself tell yourself how it's going to be listen to music it'll help get you in the mood find there's there's jazz music for those those settings there's there's country music when it's the weekend you're i mean country music can be but but there you know there's there's uh, 80s rock and roll music there's i don't know what kind of music it is there's uh you know famous singers and 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 bands and your favorite your favorite band your favorite song play that get yourself in the right state tony robbins is always talking about getting yourself in the right state making your move it's literally physically moving your body and just do something to set your state right because if you show up to that open house or that listing appointment or to show property to buyers and you've had a fat fight with your spouse You've had a fight with your teenage son or daughter and you show up to show property and you get some funky stuff on you. I mean, you ever notice some dogs will attack people and other dogs back away growling? It's pheromones. When you when you when you were like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, the dog's going to bite me. Th there you go. That's what you expect. And then you secrete fear pheromones. 
And of course, the dog senses it. And what does the dog do? It bites. It goes on the attack. Where somebody else will look at that dog and say, you step one foot near me, I will kick you in the face. And the dog growls and he's ferocious, but they back away. Um, now, that doesn't always work like that. But unless, because if a dog's been trained to attack, it's not going to back away. I'm not talking about attack dogs. I'm talking about normal dogs. So again, what is going on? Are you excited? Are people going, man, I love being around this guy. I love being around this guy. They're so when they walk in the room, it brightens up. So let me ask you a question. Personal nature. When you walk into a room, do you lift the room? Does the room brighten? Are people excited you just walked in the room? Or do people not even notice you? Or do you personally, do you, do you bring a storm cloud of, of, of angst or frustration or anger? Because you're the angry guy. You're, you're, the, you're the mad woman. You're, you know, what is it? What, do you, what kind of juju, what kind of secret sauce are you bringing into a room? Do you lift it up or tear it down? You know, are you a life enhancer or a well poisoner? What are you? I love this phrase, here's what you need to do next. That's a, lay, a, a phrase that leaders use. I call it the magic move. Here's what we need to do next with enthusiasm. When you can start talking to people and you're like, well, I don't know what to do next. So before you even meet with them, have a plan on, okay, when I'm all done, I'm going to say, here's what you need to do next. Boom. And um, of course, when it comes to uh, building your rev share business and EXP, you want to say, okay, next I want you to meet this person. And here's why. And, and you do it not just kind of scientifically, but like my sponsor, Sheila's amazing. She lives in Dallas, Texas. She reminds me of a senator. See, the way she handles herself. She is the most incredible. She means so much to me. She's an amazing coach and mentor. I'd love to get you on the phone for her with her for about five minutes. And of course, five-minute conversations turn into 15, 20, 30-minute conversations. But everything's five minutes. It's quick. It's easy. But oh, I got five minutes. Okay, I'll meet this Sheila person. And of course, they meet Sheila and they fall in love with Sheila. And I go, great. Here's what we need to do next. I want to introduce you to Sam Rodriguez, the vice president of EXP. I, I, if I could get us an appointment, would you like to talk to him and hear his perspective? He's in charge of the entire country or Chris Bear or whoever, some important person at EXP or someone who's in EXP. Maybe they owned a franchise and your person owned a franchise. Here's what we need to do next. That's how leaders talk. Bottom lines, bottom line, leaders lead people where they don't want to go so that they'll ultimately be where they want to be. Look at one of the greatest leaders of all time, Moses. He led people out into the desert, away from slavery, away from the Pharaoh in Egypt. And they spent a lot of time wandering and grumbling in the desert. But they ultimately, ultimately went to the promised land. And that's what a leader does. The, the, the masses will grumble and this and that. Sometimes you're like, why can't I sponsor anyone at EXP? Some of you sponsor people, no problem, because you're enthusiastic. You're excited. And people are like, I don't know what that is, but I got to get me some of that. And so some of you, you just don't have it. And you're going, man, how do I get these people? And they're grumbling. They're mumbling. Oh, I don't want to do that and this and that. What's it going to be? Are they going to take you to their side of the fence, the dark, the depressed, the it'll never work, and, and you're wasting your time? Or are you going to bring them to your side of the fence, the light, the joy, the excitement, the happiness that we're doing something with our life other than just selling real estate endlessly on a loop? And so it's time to build something great. So bottom line, enthusiasm, conviction, 
and determination are your ticket to a better future.